I'm John Ryan and this is Pod Roast. This week, house cleaning sensation Mrs. Hinch and her hymn indoors, and big bald Birmingham attempts boldness. I only discovered Sir Flora-loving superstar cleaner Mrs. Hinch recently. I put that down to being a man and not living in a starter home in Harlow. She's like a one-woman Kim and Aggie, but blonde, very Essex, and, it pains me to admit, seemingly lovely and authentic. Three million followers on Insta, her surname's become a verb in its own right, and she makes five and a half grand every time she posts on socials. So far, so good. Or grey, if you've seen her house pics. A million quid later, and she's posting selfies with her BFF, Stacey Solomon, and posting about fame. I've been trolled, followed in my car by journalists. Paparazzi waiting outside my house, she says. False information printed about me, and worst of all, I've had my family and my baby pulled apart. And for what? I don't get it. I'm simply living my life at home cleaning. But now Mrs. Hinch has taken her sweet-smelling tank and plonked it onto our audio lawn, birthing all the best and worst with Mr. and Mrs. Hinch, a new podcast from Global. My kitchen's a tip and my windows need cleaning, so I jumped into episode two to get any tips. The first thing that hits you is a sponsor mention for Peanut, an app for women in all stages of motherhood. Sophie, for that's her Christian name, reads this unconvincingly before a cookie-cutter podcast theme tune, which actually has an annoying repeating effect. I honestly thought it was a crow in my garden. Sophie and Jamie obviously read a terrible script in. There's at least one shonky edit, and Jamie, let's just say, isn't a natural reader either. We're a minute in, and it's a classic example of this podcast needs to start with some structure, so let's get the talent reading a script, even when that talent is known for their authentic and loving relationship. How much more natural would this have sounded to go off script? or to get them to endorse the sponsor in a Hinch-appropriate way. The theme ends in a load of synthesised whistling, and then we're clearly off script. It's way more natural. It's a bit stilted at first as they warm up, but there's clearly chemistry, to be fair. And to be fair is a phrase that appears twice in the first minute and goes on to be a bit of a Jamie tick. We're then into the second part of their backstory. Jamie calls me guys. That's a first strike. And almost too quickly into an anecdote about when Sophie thought she was going to be invited back to Jamie's after a first date, so she'd shaved, put on special perfume, etc., only to be pied or not invited back. One of their first dates was Cadbury World. See, another Birmingham reference. Jamie opened the car door like a gentleman, apparently, and they make this gesture in a windswept Bourneville car park seem as romantic as La La Land. But you know what? Once they get going, apart from needing the odd judicious edit when they go down narrative blind alleys, there is a pleasant warmth to this as they retread the way their romance began. There are even moments when they're telling each other stuff for the first time, like what their parents thought of each of them when they first met. There is one hideous, very unglobal moment. Nine minutes in, we're ambushed by a sting of the god-awful theme music, which cuts to Sophie and Jamie, clearly recorded in a different location, in a different way, over-modded and with very different processing. I mean, not in a way an admitted podcast nerd would notice, but an average heart Linda would. It's the sponsor pound of flesh, obviously, and this time it combines part script and what sounds like partly off-script. So the narrative is better than the first sponsor tag, but the ham-fisted production really stands out. 
Then we're hit by the same theme sting before being dropped back in the middle of the original podcast conversation it interrupted. This would be bad enough if it was separate voices, but given it's our cheerful hosts, why the separation? That conversation is about how their love grew after their parents met up. Sophie talks about the effect of fame on her friendship. There's natural laughter and the difficult stuff. They're getting absolutely right. It's also the kind of story you'd stick in a time capsule. The references, that snapshot of C-list celebrities in COVID-era Essex, even the origin of her love of cleaning. Imagine burying that and listening to it in 20 years. It would sound as outdated as micro-handbags and brats. It's with this, you get the sense they could talk for hours, but we get a little section of interaction followed by a slightly laboured Mr and Mrs style quiz format later in the podcast. Even then, it's hard to tell who this is for. You'd have to be a pretty full-on hinchaholic to sit through the me, 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 us, 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 schmaltz, virtually a stalker for the how much we know each other quiz, or desperate for recognition to actually interact with them. But there are plenty of hinchaholics out there, so what do I know? Just stop calling us guys, get off the script as much as possible, to be fair, and record your sponsor commitment in the same place you record everything else. Among the many things Manchester icon Tony Wilson may or may not have said is, I'm not worried about the second city tag. We'll let London and Birmingham fight that out between themselves. But welcome if you're a brummy. Now podcast radio finds itself radiating in your 20. Uh, but I'll be honest here, I've never really got your hometown. I've had better Balties in Bradford. When you trashed your library, you got rid of the only decent concrete building you had and seemingly kept all the rest. And let's not talk about New Street. I hate to think what I've breathed in changing trains down there, even after you stuck a now-empty John Lewis on top of it, along with some bewildering signage. But I guess I have so many words to write every week and yet more forehead-slapping examples of podcast averageness to find. So let's alight on your locale and celebrate all things Brum. Be Bold, Be Birmingham is the name of this one, and it cranks up with the not very bold move of playing, yep, you guessed it, an indie instrumental sig tune, all haze and hand claps like a sub codeline album track. It's annoyingly low in the mix, too, but just when you turn it up, the presenter appears from nowhere, like Mr. Ben, and deafens you. Great start. He is Chris Kobleski. He tells us he's from the City Council's communications team. This is our first ever Be Bold, Be Birmingham podcast. Today and in future episodes, we aim to look at what the phrase means to people, businesses and other organisations in all parts of the city as we continue on the road to the Birmingham 2023 Commonwealth Games and beyond. In this podcast, we'll be hearing from Craig Cooper, the Council's Programme Director for the Commonwealth Games, and what he thinks Be Bold means. Well, by now, the music's become more Ronnie Hazelhurst plays Coldplay B-sides and carries on for a few seconds without being faded up properly after Chris's introduction. Jesus, lads, there are content creators reduced to shooting up on every street corner right now, especially in Birmingham, I'd have thought. Surely you could have chucked a fiver at one to mix this properly for you. And I say this not just as someone who makes podcasts for people who know nothing about how to make podcasts, but someone who has to listen to them when people like you don't hire people like me. Anyway, 
Chris is a writer in his day job for the council, but can you remember any turn of phrase or flourish that gave you any anticipatory shudder in the introduction to a podcast called, seemingly unironically, Be Bold, Be Birmingham? He carries on. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Says Craig. Chris actually talks about the weather at this point before asking what Be Bold, Be Birmingham means to Craig. Well, says Craig, people across the region don't really look to Birmingham and they and everyone else are going to see Birmingham and this is an opportunity to project who they are and what they're about and for me, what Be Bold, Be Birmingham is saying is telling the world who we are and what we're about, especially in 2022. Frankly, it's like Partridge doing W1A. We'll be coming out of Covid, he says, it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Who knew? Well, I'm talking about the Royals, by the way. Another new job for Harry this week, and yet still no new Archwell audio. 87 days and counting now. It's nice work if you can get it. Craig goes on, there's going to come a point in time where there's an absolute focus on us, and Be Bold, Be Birmingham is about us standing up and demonstrating who we are, he repeats. Chris asks him about whether Birmingham people hide their light under a bushel as a rather obvious edit mid-question. Sounds a bit lazy, that, especially when there are a couple of choppy bits in the previous answer, which clearly weren't helped with some judicious editing. Craig says people in the West Midlands are quietly assured and need to stand on our hind heels, whatever those are, and be less self-depreciating. Chris's next question is a doozy. If we look at the business bit here, with your job of work hat on, celebrating communities has just been unveiled. A community project. Craig bangs on about how the games connect with communities and engagement and participation, blah, 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 blah. A phenomenal chance for all of us to use these community activities to re-engage with each other, says Craig. A pot of money available to each of the 69 wards in the city's council boundaries, isn't it, says Chris. More dodgy edits, like someone was doing it with a rusty razor blade, wearing oven gloves and a blindfold, script by Victoria Wood, but they still managed to leave in some umming and earth. It's a surreal listen. There's a back announcement with the URL. Chris actually says www and the word forward slash. A stab of the Mumfordy theme. Then an arse-licky thank you to Craig for taking time out of his incredibly busy schedule. The music rolls in again, still so quiet that it wouldn't wake up a mouse with sleep apnea. I think I may have described reviewing Gemma Collins on a previous pod roast as shooting fish in a barrel. Well, this is like hitting a blue whale in a thimble with a blunderbuss. Technically, it's all over the place. It sounds like it's been designed to impress people at City Hall rather than people in Smethwick, Perry or Acox Green. Does nothing to flesh out the hollow strapline either. Getting me excited about glittering Birmingham will always be an uphill struggle. But you'd think it being the destination for half the world's athletes for a fortnight might do it. As usual, though, Manchester's done it already and done it better. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for Pod Roast. This week, with all the best and worst, with Mr and Mrs Hinch for Global Podcasts and Be Bold, Be Birmingham from Birmingham City Council. I listen to these so you don't have to. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, 
And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.